0: Stick with it, do it consistently, regularly, be dedicated, do it, don't do it once in a while, and you will see results. And he saw results, all of a sudden he had 100 subscribers, he got 1,000 subscribers, he was fourth. All of a sudden he's had 10,000 subscribers, 20,000 subscribers, so it can be done, you just have to be committed to it.
1: Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset. This is a podcast that's all about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. In every episode, we go deep with engaging guests who provide tangible takeaways and a whole lot of joy along the way. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoyed having them. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Greg Antonelli, co-owner of Mickey Travels LLC. Greg Antonelli spent 20 years in the staffing and executive recruiting industry before becoming fully immersed in travel. He and his wife Alyssa started Mickey Travels LLC in January 2011, and it was born out of her passion for Disney. Greg started mickeyblog.com five years ago to be the marketing arm of Mickey Travels. It has grown into a leading Disney blog and the engine for their travel business. In 2019, Greg and his family took the plunge and moved to Florida. They now live a few miles behind Magic Kingdom and see the fireworks nightly from their backyard. Moving to Florida has given them the opportunity to grow their business rapidly, Mickey Travels is the only travel agency in the world that is, number one, diamond earmarked, number two, a Disney-only agency where they only book Disney vacations, and three, 100% free. They never charge their clients any fees. They get paid directly by Disney. And listen to this fun fact. Nicholas, one of their children, is currently a Walt Disney World cast member. Listen in for some great takeaways about building a business around something you are truly passionate about and ultimately going all in. Well, I have the pleasure of being with Greg Antonelli, co-owner of Mickey Travels. and For those of you who listen to the show, you know I love talking about money. I love talking about joy. I love talking about mindset. But just as much as all of those, I love talking about hockey and Disney. So welcome to the show,
0: Greg. Thank you. Very, very excited to be here. I'm a huge Devils fan, by the way, so I know probably not your team, but I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, just to put this in perspective when we're recording this, last night was the Devil Rangers preseason game. Rangers lost 4 nothing. It looks like we started and ended the last season the way we're starting this season. So we'll have to see what happens in April of next year and we'll see exactly. where we're at. But I have a feeling the Devils are going to have a good team this year. So Yeah, keep, keep my fingers excited. crossed.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. keep our fingers crossed.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, we're going to talk a lot about what you're doing today, but perhaps you could just share with our listeners. I love sharing the entrepreneurial journey, like how you got to where you are today, because we'll be spending a good amount of time on where we are today. But maybe you could give us a little background, the listeners a little bit background about Greg and how you got to where you are today.
0: It's cliche, but I really consider myself the luckiest guy in the world. I mean, This is what I wear to work every day. I live six, seven miles behind Magic Kingdom. Been married to Alyssa, my wife, for 28 years. Three amazing boys who all love Disney. And I'm the luckiest guy in the world, literally. So I ran another business in a completely different industry for many years. So my background is in executive search, talent acquisition, staffing. I worked for one of the leaders up in the New York metropolitan area for a long time, managing one of their offices, Was the highest producer for many, many years and decided at one point to go out on my own. If you're familiar with AIG, the insurance company, I remember one time I'm a big New York Mets fan. I was watching a New York Mets game one time and a commercial came on and it was an AIG commercial. And it was with Elvis Presley on the Ed Sullivan show. And they were showing him from the waist above. And then they started panning down and they said the greatest risk of all is not taking one. And I said, you know what? I'm starting my own staffing agency. And I did. And it was successful for many years, worked with some of the top pharmaceutical companies in the world. That started becoming work. I was dealing with scientists, with chemists, with biomedical engineers, which was great. Every single one of them was smarter than me. But that started becoming work. My wife, Alyssa, is a huge, huge Disney fan. She grew up going to Disney since she was two years old. It's been a part of her life since she was a tiny little girl. And she one day was talking with somebody in our town in New Jersey who happened to go to Walt Disney World and they were talking about their vacation. And she's like, oh, did you have so much fun planning it? And she goes, I really didn't do a whole lot because the travel agent that I worked with did it all. They're a Disney travel agency and my wife's jaw dropped because she didn't know that actually existed. She got excited and called up the agency owner the following Monday and said, I want to work for you. They met and she started working for them, but not as an agent. She was doing more of the administrative stuff, booking dining reservations, that stuff behind the scenes. She was referring a lot of people to them and one day said, I'd like to become an agent. And the woman said, "Yeah, hey, I didn't hire you for that. I really don't want to make you an agent. So we decided to go out and let's start our own. So that's what we did, and here we are.
1: And that was what, back in 2011 when you launched that?
0: That was 2011, and I will say one thing in between. I sort of skipped the step. After she left that company, she did go work for another agency that was based out of Michigan. That company, she was there for about 10 months, and that company unfortunately went bankrupt, lost out on tens of thousands of dollars in commission. She went to go look for another agency to work for, And me having sort of the entrepreneurial mindset and already having my own company, I said, I'll help you get set up. I really didn't think I was going to have anything to do with it. I was just (laughs) going to help her get set up. And that was it. And as time went on, I saw how much fun she was having. She's talking about Mickey Mouse and Cinderella Castle and Dole Whips. And I'm talking about other stuff, not as fun. Right. The next drug that's being released. That's exactly right. (laughs) Right. Is this a generic one? Or what ultimately happened was I started helping her during nights and on weekends. And I started helping her more and more. And it got to the point where we moved down to Florida four years ago from New Jersey. And when we moved down here, I closed my other business and do this full time now.
1: Wow. So it sounds like to me that this was really all born out of your wife's love of Disney and really her passion behind it really led to the whole family kind of getting involved in Disney and then moving, relocating. It really just came out of her passion. And I guess because you're happily married like I am and you have a love for it as well. So it was an easy transition
0: for you both. Yeah, I always joke around. I'm sort of Disney by marriage. Me as well. (laughs) Yeah, in the sense of I didn't go as a kid. I went once. I think the first time I went, I was actually in college, and I went with Alyssa, my wife. And I walked in, and I was like, whoa. So you only know what you know. I do give her all the credit for her passion. Her passion is contagious. She could talk to somebody that is not a big Disney fan, and at the end of the conversation, they're booking a trip with her. So it's genuine. You can't fake her passion. And that is the number one reason for our success. It's her passion that trickles down to all of our agents. We have 375 across the country, and it's the foundation for what we do.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, talking about her passion and the success, my understanding is Mickey Travels was awarded the diamond earmark status by Disney Destinations What do you attribute earning that highest designation level, which is the highest designation level a travel agency can earn with Disney? What do you attribute that to?
0: I think the number one thing is we just love what we do. Getting up every day and working however many hours you work each day. If you don't love what you do, it becomes extremely tiring. And we genuinely love what we do. I'm embarrassed to how many hours i work in a day, but it's not work. And that's what happened with my other company was a successful company. I placed a lot of people over the years, but I started dreading Mondays on Sundays and that was my own company. I say this in all sincerity. I tell this to our agents. I tell this to our kids. Like, so Mickey travels is our fourth child. We have three boys. I think the Powerball lottery is $965 million tomorrow night. And I say this in all sincerity. If we were lucky enough to win the lottery, Tomorrow, we would still do this. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's our fourth child. I think that's a good litmus test, right? Absolutely. So I might be on the beach somewhere working with my laptop, but full disclosure. But no, in all seriousness, I think the reason that we achieved Diamond just comes from that passion, loving what we do. But then also, I think we have one advantage over a lot of the other agencies in our industry. And that one advantage, taking out all the other peripheral stuff, is my experience on the recruiting side. We have a process in our recruiting where we don't hire just to hire. There's agencies that are diamond that are five times the size of us as far as the number of agents. And that's great, that's their model. I don't judge, but we are very, very particular with who we bring on. We're very selective with who we bring on. It's a very intense interview process. And I think the agents that we have brought on are very, very similar to us with regards to their passion for Disney. We're not looking for travel agents we're looking for Disney lovers. We can train them how to do that. Exactly. We can't teach passion. That's the biggest thing.
1: I think that's an amazing point. And I think it's very important, right? When you're trying to build and scale a business, it's all about the people. And you have to look for those skill sets or those items, the intangibles that you can't train or teach because everything else you can teach. So I think that's a great point and a testament to your wife and yourself in terms of being that diamond status and congratulations on that.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. It's very elite. There's literally tens of thousands of travel agencies in the country and there's only a handful of diamond agencies. So it is very elite. We're proud
1: of it. Yeah, I would be too. I mean, I think that's a great uh, badge of honor that you could put within your marketing with your team and kind of hang your hat on. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I work with my spouse also. And it's kind of an interesting path when you were telling me your story. It's very similar to my family because my wife happens to also be a recruiter in the pharma space. PhDs and MDs who are designing and discovering drugs. So (laughs) very similar. And about three or four years ago, she started getting involved in my practice and she really enjoys the marketing aspect of things. And now she's almost at the point where she's pretty much full time marketing. Wow. Uh, she still has her name out in the recruiting space, but for the most part, she's our full time marketing person. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm curious as somebody else who works with their spouse, and I'm sure other entrepreneurs and people who are in business who are listening may also or maybe considering or maybe not considering for certain reasons working with their spouse. How do you and Alyssa handle working together? Any tips you can offer there? Because I think that's a challenge for
0: a lot of people. Yeah, for us, it's very simple. We are on different floors and opposite sides of the house. (laughs) No, actually, for us, it's very, very easy because we do two totally different things with regards to the business. So she plans trips. She's an agent. She books a lot of trips. She deals with the agents on a day-to-day basis. I do our marketing, our social media, our online presence, SEO. We're complete opposites in so many different ways. She's a vegetarian. I eat steak for breakfast. (laughs) We like different movies. We like different music. I'm a huge sports fan. She's not a sports fan. We're so different in so many different ways. But the one thing that we have a passion for is for what we do. We are around each other way too much, to be completely honest with you. And it wouldn't work for probably 99% of the couples out there. For us, we are within five feet of each other, 17 hours a day.
1: I, I had to ask you this, because this has been a challenge for us. Are you guys on the same schedule? Like, and what I mean by that is, for example, in my situation, my wife is a later riser, but likes to stay up and do stuff later. I am an early riser and like to wind down. So there are many times where in the evening, we're sitting on the couch or in the living room. She's doing work. I'm like checked out and she's like, hey, what do you think about this, this, and this? Sure. I'm like, email me, we'll talk about <laughs> it tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm more like your wife. Okay. I'm up early, but I've worked very late as well. So I counted yesterday, I worked 17 hours. My wife, on the other hand, she goes to bed a little bit earlier than me. She wakes up a little bit earlier than me, but we both work a lot of hours. We do run different schedules, though, so I get a lot of my best work done late at night when it's quiet, midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., stuff that I have to concentrate on. But it's surprising to me even that we work so well together because we are very different. But for us, it's like putting that puzzle piece together. It just works really well.
1: I want to take a quick break from the show to talk to you about our latest best-selling book, Financial Planning Made Personal. It breaks down complex financial concepts into simple, easy-to-follow steps that anyone can understand. Everyone has a unique financial journey, and this book can help yours. Do you have your copy yet? If not, please go to financialplanningmadepersonal.com and order one today. And I have one more question for you what did you do today that brought you joy you've also created the mickeyblog.com that has so much great content on it and you talked about your role as the seo content along those lines what advice do you have for other content creators who are looking to fuel business growth through content. I think that's been a big game changer for a lot of businesses over the last five years. And I think a lot of businesses are still trying to figure out how can they do that effectively. And it seems like to some degree, you have that figured out a bit.
0: Yeah, it's not easy. But for me, the biggest thing is not to worry about the clicks. Not to worry about the views. Don't look at how many likes you have. Don't look at how many shares. Don't look at how many comments you have. If you put out good content and you continuously put out good content, the followers will come. And especially in our industry, people love Disney. They love seeing photos of Mickey or Minnie. They love seeing photos of the People Mover or Space Mountain. For us, it's putting out that content. It's not worrying about the clicks. It's just putting out really, really good content. I believe this is my own personal opinion. I believe we do it better than anybody on the planet as far as Disney blogs are concerned and Disney travel agencies. Our social media presence, I believe, is the best out there. We have some of the best reporters on the planet that are in the parks on a daily basis. We have people in Magic Kingdom and Depcot this morning taking pictures of all the new merchandise, the new foods, anything new, parades, night, fireworks shows. So it's getting that content, being consistent with it, not taking a day off and not worrying about the numbers. Because like, like I said, if you put that content out consistently, the numbers will follow.
1: What I'm hearing also, and I think this is pertinent for a lot of businesses, right? It's not something you can do for a month, two, three, six, and expect to see results. It's really something you have to invest years in, in order to build that following and see those results. Is that
0: a fair assessment? It's a very fair assessment. So I'll give you a perfect example, Larry. Our youngest son, he's a huge Disney fan. He's actually a cast member now. So right. I won't give out where he works, but he's the cast member. He just loves the company. He's 19 now. When he was 13 years old, he came to me and he's like, Dad, I want to start a Disney YouTube channel. And I said, no. <laughs> he's 13. I was like, yeah, come on. What are you doing? And next day, Dad, I want to start a Disney YouTube channel. I want to talk about Disney. And I was like, yeah, give it some time. I figured it would pass. It was just a Little thing in his mind that he'd get over the next day. Dad, I want to start a Disney. So finally, I'm like, all right, let him start this. I'll watch over him, making sure that he's doing good stuff. He's not getting himself in any trouble. So he started a channel. He had a green screen in our basement in New Jersey. And he went on and he's like promoting to his friends and whoever else in the Disney community. I'm going to go live tomorrow at 9 a.m. He went live and he had three people watching him. And he was devastated. He's like, I can't believe I only had three people. And I was (laughs) like, well, well, you have to start somewhere. You build a house, you start at the bottom. So he did another one. And he had nine people watching him. And about a month later, he had like 20 people. And he's like, I think I'm going to stop doing this. He was actually putting out some pretty good content, not just for a 13-year-old, but pretty good content for Disney YouTubers. I said, stick with it a little bit more. And he's finally started. He got on a schedule and he would do them routinely. And fast forward to about a year ago, he had 25,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. And he raised, he would do fundraisers for a nonprofit organization, which is important to us. We've been affected by it. He raised $25,000 on a live stream on his channel. He's the perfect example right there. That's amazing. He just did it. it. 13-year-old kid. So it doesn't matter if you're 13 or if you're 80 or 90, stick with it, do it consistently regularly be dedicated to it don't do it once in a while and you will see results and he saw results all of a sudden he had a hundred subscribers he got a thousand subscribers he was floored all of a sudden he's at ten thousand subscribers twenty thousand subscribers so it can be done you just have to be committed to it
1: and hey, greg can you share I, i'm all for promoting good
0: charities can you share what that charity was or is i should say Sure. So our youngest son, Nick, who's now 19, was born with something called a lymphatic malformation. It's considered a vascular birthmark, but in layman's terms, he had a, a, it's not a tumor, but from the bridge of his nose going up to his hairline, to his ear, he had what looked like a tumor, which was the size of a tennis ball. There's no known cause of it and there's no known cure of it. And so he had 10 surgeries in his first two years to try to manage it. And they've done an amazing job. If you look at them right now, you can't really tell that there's anything going on ever. But I got involved and became the executive vice president of the foundation. We've raised a lot of money over the years for it. One out of every 10 babies is born with some type of vascular birthmark. Most of them will disappear over time. Some of them are just minor hermangiomas that they'll disappear. But a lot of them are not. They're disfiguring. They uh, cause a lot of mental concerns for the not only children, but the families. But it's the Vascular Birthmarks Foundation. And the founder, Linda Shannon, is an absolute saint. She's been doing this for 25 years, and she's a saint.
1: Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. We're glad he's well and that it's something that you guys support. So one of the things I want to talk about, because this gets talked about, I think, very often in terms of travel. I think in this day and age where people have so much access, people are like, well, what do I need a travel agent for? And I'm sure you hear this a lot. I could just go book a vacation on my own. But it seems like you and your team have really been able to effectively convey the value of working with a travel agent. How do you go about doing that in this day and age, like I
0: said, where people could just open their laptop and book a trip? That's a great question, because you do have that ability. But good luck. And the reason that I say that is... I'm in
1: agreement with you, by yeah. the way.
0: <laughs> well, and I'll tell you why. We only book Disney vacations. And when I say only, 100% of the vacations that we book are Disney. In fact, I can sit here and say that we're the only travel agency in the world that is diamond earmarked and exclusively sells Disney vacations. Interesting. Now, the reason that I say that good luck is because so much changes with Disney almost on a daily basis. There used to be Fast Pass. Now there's Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes. You need Park Passes to get into parks. I can't tell you how many times I've been at the turnstile. I touch my magic band. And then the person behind me, the cast member will say, do you have a reservation? And they're like, "Uh, yeah, well, we're eating at California Grill tonight. No, do you have a park reservation? They're like, what's that? Our services are free. So we don't charge our clients. We get paid by Disney. And our agents are experts They know everything there is to know about the parks. We're in the parks seven days a week. If somebody were try to navigate Disney without the use of a travel agent, they can do it. But I can guarantee you they're not going to have the same experience as if they used a travel agent. We'll get them the dining reservations that they're looking for, the hard-to-get ones. We'll do everything for them. They have to pay for the vacation. But other than that, they just show up.
1: That's great. There are a lot of people that have bad experiences going to Disney, but I think that a lot of times that's a result of not having somebody who helped them plan properly, trying to pack in a lot of stuff into a short period of time, and like the proverbial mom and dad dragging the kids along, and just not having a good time. And if you do it right, right. I think you can have a great time. So kudos to you and your agents. What do you think is the biggest mistake that travelers make, if there is one?
0: Well, I hate to piggyback off of what I just said, but I think the biggest mistake is not using a travel agent, not planning properly, because if you don't plan properly, you can't have a bad Disney vacation. And that's the worst thing in the world. You anticipate all the fun that you're going to have for weeks, months, even years. And to have a bad vacation is not a good thing. So the biggest mistake in my mind is not planning. So I'll use myself as a perfect example. Like I said before, I don't plan trips. I can't imagine going, even with everything that I know, going to a park without the help of my wife planning it. Or going on a cruise. Like Disney cruises. There's so much to know about the cruises. I think you and
1: I and the wives and the kids should get together <laughs> next time I'm at Disney. Because Absolutely. I don't do anything. Like we're going yeah. on a Disney cruise in July oh, nice or June. I do know one island we're going to because I recently had a guest that talked about the island, Dominica. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. But I couldn't tell you where we're going, when we're leaving. If we're going to Disney, my wife and my two boys basically navigate us through the whole trip because I can't even wrap my head around Genie Plus, the Lightning (laughs) Lane and all these. I just want to go and have a good time. So if it wasn't for them, I, like you, would not be able to navigate a successful trip alone.
0: Well, one of the saddest things that I experienced, and I appreciate that, Larry. And yeah, it does sound a lot like us because I'm the same thing. I mean, (laughs) I show up and I have a great time. But one of the saddest things I experienced, this was after the pandemic, when things started reopening and things started coming back to all the parks, et cetera. We were in Magic Kingdom and I was on Main Street and I'm standing there and I was just taking pictures. And I heard a woman go up to a cast member who was about five feet away from me. She was holding the hand of her son and then her other hand was holding the hand of her daughter. And she walked up to the cast member and she said, can you please tell me what time the fireworks are tonight? And I looked over because at that time fireworks hadn't come back. And I was like, oh boy. And the cast member said, well, I'm sorry, but fireworks, we don't have fireworks tonight. And she's like, well, what about tomorrow night? And he's like, no, we don't have fireworks tomorrow night either. They haven't come back as of yet. And when I tell you when I saw the looks on our two kids' faces, it was devastating. I mean, sure, they're just fireworks, not the end of the world. But these two kids, maybe five and six, were ready to cry. And it was just like I just said, oh, I wish I knew beforehand I could have told this woman what she could have done instead and how to get her kids excited. And, yeah, that's the biggest mistake. I think. There was a fail
1: there. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about is – It seems like because of your agency being Diamond, the blog, et cetera, it seems like you've been invited to some very magical Disney experiences. Is there one in particular that really stands out That like, man, I will never forget this opportunity or this event that we did?
0: Last year, as a matter of fact, there's a new cruise ship the Disney Wish, and we were invited on the christening cruise which was fantastic. So it was the first time anybody sailed on the Wish. Just going in there and just seeing all the Disney cruise ships are amazing. This was just a different level. There were celebrities on one of the shows that we were watching. John Stamos literally sat right in front of me. All the media was there. So the first morning we go out and by the pool and Good Morning America is filming. Just seeing the newness of the ship after all the anticipation And literally being one of the first ones on it, I would say that was probably the most impressed I was, the most proud as an agency owner to be invited to. This ship is just magnificent.
1: Yeah, you're hitting a pain point for me and my family. We were supposed to be not on that event, but the inaugural cruise. We were supposed to be on that on a back-to-back. And if you remember, they delayed it a few weeks. Yeah. And the new dates did not work with our itinerary. So we had a punt on that vacation. We ended up doing something else instead. So we have not been on that ship just yet, but hopefully soon.
0: I feel bad for you, but I feel for you because it's interesting. My wife and I were on the christening, but we also had a family vacation with our three boys and two of their girlfriends on one of those inaugural cruises as well. There were seven of them that were canceled and we were on one of those seven that were canceled and because of their work schedules, we couldn't reschedule it either for a while. So I completely hear what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one, but I'm sure <laughs> we'll get on there sooner or later. For all I know, the cruise I'm going on is on that ship, but I couldn't tell <laughs> you because I'm, I'm really not sure. But I don't think it is because it's like an 11 night we're going on. You probably know better than I do, but I, I don't think The Wish does those no, they don't. trips. Yeah. No. So Greg, it's been a pleasure hearing your story and sharing what you and Alyssa have built. We're all about joy on this show. So we end each of our shows by asking our guests the same Last question, which is What did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success?
0: My answer might be a little different in the sense of we have a routine in our house. My wife and I, we get up and we go downstairs, and every morning she makes coffee, and I'll pour her a cup or she'll pour me a cup. But she forgot to put the cup down below this morning. And so we went to get the coffee, and there was just coffee everywhere on the counter. It just spurted, and we make a lot of coffee. I drink way too much coffee during the day, but it was everywhere. And I think a lot of people would probably like, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, ah, yeah. we were laughing so hard; it just was like, you know what? You got to get joy out of some of those little minor things that you can't control. Everything in the day for that, yeah, we had to clean it up and wipe it up, and it got on the counters, our white cabinets. And all that type of stuff. But for us, I was laughing about it. I took pictures of it. I sent it out to our family text group. I was having fun with it. It just, (laughs) she was embarrassed. She's like, oh, why do you got to send the pictures? So, (laughs) of
1: course, of course. Well, listen, it's something everybody's experienced, whether they admit to it or not. So, might as well get the joy in the moment. So, it's been a pleasure having you on. We're going to have all of your information in the show notes. But if people want to, learn more about Mickey travels or learn more about the Mickey blog. What's the easiest and the best place for them to go ahead and do that?
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. The easiest place is Mickey travels, mickey If you go there, you'll see all of our social platforms there. We're on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We have a Mickey travels podcast, mickeyblog.com also. So <laughs> mickeyblog.com and all our socials are there as well. So I invite you all to come take a visit.
1: Amazing. I suggest you check it out. Again, thank you for your time and sharing your story, Greg. Have a magical and enjoyable day.
0: Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it.
1: I want to thank Greg Antonelli for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset. This is another amazing story of a family who follows their passions and created a sustainable and lasting business from it. We have all heard how AI and technology is going to replace certain businesses. I know I have heard this too about travel. Clearly, the value Greg and his team provide is not something that technology can replicate and will keep them relevant for years to come. Travel agents can add so much value. Greg Antonelli and Mickey Travels can be found across most social media platforms, and all the contact information needed to find them can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandmoneymindset.com and smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content and please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. And be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about getting your mind right